A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon beneath her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. Welcome to Chantworks. Chantworks is an apostolate of lay men and women devoted to renewing Catholic worship through sacred music and the singing of the Mass. Part of renewing Catholic worship is the prayerful reading of sacred scripture. These readings and reflections are intended to help readers prepare for their part in the Mass and to help others listen attentively to the proclamation of the Word. The Solemnity of the Assumption is always celebrated on August 15th, which this year happens to fall on a Sunday. The Solemnity of the Assumption actually has two sets of propers, readings, prayers, and chants, one for the vigil and one for the Mass during the day. While we'll be using the propers for the Mass during the day, we recommend that your parish use both propers for the vigil Saturday evening and the Mass during the day on Sunday. The first reading for the vigil and the Mass during the day, 1 Chronicles 15 and Revelation 12 respectively, focuses on the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark was the most sacred object in ancient Israel, for it contained the tablets of the Ten Commandments, the budding staff of Aaron, and the jar of manna, each of which prefigured Christ, Word made flesh, High Priest, and bread of life. The ark was also the place upon which the glory cloud of God, the Shekinah, rested. The ark was made of acacia, an extremely durable wood that doesn't decay, and covered with pure gold, which doesn't corrode, which symbolized Mary, pure and holy, conceived without sin, and assumed incorrupt body and soul into heaven. For this reason, one of the earliest titles for Mary was the Ark of the New Covenant. A reading from the book of Revelation. God's temple in heaven was opened, and the Ark of His Covenant could be seen in the temple. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was with child and wailed aloud in pain as she labored to give birth. Then another sign appeared in the sky. It was a huge red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and on its heads were seven diadems. Its tail swept away a third of the stars in the sky and hurled them down to the earth. Then the dragon stood before the woman about to give birth, to devour her child when she gave birth. She gave birth to a son, a male child destined to rule all the nations with an iron rod. Her child was caught up to God and his throne. The woman herself fled into the desert, where she had a place prepared by God. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, Now! have salvation and power come, 
and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his anointed one. Psalm 45 celebrates the marriage between the king and his bride. The psalm doesn't specify who the king and his bride are. It could refer to any of a number of Israel's great kings, including David himself. From the earliest days of the church, beginning with the letter to the Hebrews, this psalm has been read and interpreted Christologically, which is evident throughout the psalm, but especially in verse 7, in which the king is anointed with the oil of gladness, indicating not just any king, but the Messiah. The queen, therefore, is understood with this Christological sense in mind, the key verse being, The queen takes her place at your right hand. The queen not only stands at the right hand of the king, she also leads the bridesmaids, that is, all of us, into the palace of the king. The queen stands at your right hand, arrayed in gold. The queen stands at your right hand, arrayed in gold. The queen takes her place at your right hand, in gold of Ophir. The queen stands at your right hand, arrayed in gold. Hear, O daughter, and see, turn your ear. Forget your people and your father's house. The queen stands at your right hand, arrayed in gold. So shall the king desire your beauty, for he is your lord. The queen stands at your right hand, arrayed in gold. They are born with gladness and joy. They enter the palace of the king. The queen stands at your right hand, arrayed in gold. In the second reading, St. Paul describes the resurrection and how Christ is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. As Christ is the new Adam, Mary is the new Eve, and the first of the first fruits to be brought to life in their proper order. In the order of salvation, Mary is first, for she is united to her Son and Savior in an indissoluble bond of love. By the grace and power of God, she was taken up into heaven, body and soul, where she now reigns with Christ her Son as Queen forever. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through man, the resurrection of the dead came also through man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life, but each one in proper order. 
Christ the first fruits, then at his coming those who belong to Christ. Then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father, when he has destroyed every sovereignty and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death, for he subjected everything under his feet. The exaltation of Mary in her Assumption is confirmed in her beautiful canticle, The Magnificat, which is the Gospel reading for this solemnity. There she proclaims the greatness of the Lord and how God has lifted up the lowly. Just as Christ represents the new Adam as the archetypal man, Mary, the new Eve, is the archetypal woman. Every woman contains within herself the archetype of the Queen of Heaven, just as every man contains within himself the archetype of the Son of Man. Mary had an irreplaceable role to play in the unfolding of God's plan of salvation. As the colic for this feast says, God, looking upon the lowliness of the Blessed Virgin Mary, raised her to the grace of surpassing glory. It is for this reason that all generations will call her blessed. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Mary is taken up to heaven. A chorus of angels exalts. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. 
and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel for he has remembered his promise of mercy the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months, and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The Doctrine of the Assumption is a stumbling block for many people, including many Protestants. They say there's no evidence for it in the Bible. However, as we have just heard in these readings, the assumption is firmly grounded in sacred scripture by way of typology and prefigurement. It's important that we understand and appreciate this important teaching of the Church so that we can give a reason for the hope that is in us. 1 Peter 3.15 Mary is our hope because when we look at her, we see what God has prepared for all those who love him. Mary has led the way. She is the model disciple and perfect human being. She is what we are meant to be. Mary was made perfect by God's grace, and we, pray God, hope also to be. In a sense, we emulate Mary every time we receive the Eucharist. For just as Mary conceived the body of Christ in her womb, so we receive that same body in Holy Communion. What Mary conceived by the Holy Spirit, we receive sacramentally by the same Spirit. And that is why we venerate Mary. She is our model and mother, the Queen of Heaven, who leads us to Christ our Lord and King. All generations will call me blessed, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. This has been a Chantworks production. Please visit us online at chantworks.com.